Praise the Lord. Good morning, church. My message to you today is draw near. Draw near to God. Psalm 73, 28 says, But it is good for me to draw near to God. How are you today? I trust that you are safe and at peace as you take part in this service. This has been a hectic week in South Africa. Looting and violence has destroyed businesses, livelihoods, and lives. Maybe you know people who have directly or indirectly been affected by what has been going on here. Maybe you have been affected. In one way or another, everyone in South Africa has been and will be affected by the actions that took place. There will be repercussions and consequences to all that was stolen and destroyed. Unfortunately, this lawlessness is not unique to South Africa. Since this pandemic started, we have seen acts of lawlessness in many nations, things we never expected to see in nations where we never expected to see those things happening. There is a spirit of lawlessness manifesting itself in the world. I am sure most of you have been praying this week concerning these matters, and I hope you will continue to pray for stability in the nation and for an end to this pandemic. We need to keep on praying until we see a breakthrough. It is not the first time that our nation has been in difficult, uncertain, and dangerous times. Yet the Lord answered our prayers and we saw peace and order returning. This seems a much greater wave than what we have known in the past, but it is not beyond the reach of our God. Amen? When we see what is happening, not only in our nation, but also in the world, it is easy to become worried or fearful or angry, frustrated and hopeless. It is not easy to quickly determine what to do or what action to take. It is easy, however, to act prematurely and to say or do something unwise. This kind of feeling is not something new. The writer of Psalm 73 knew these feelings too. Notice what he says in verse 26. My flesh and my heart fail. My flesh and my heart fail. <laughs> he says, my flesh and my heart fail. I, I have felt the pain. I have felt the doubt. What he saw happening around him caused him to become incapacitated, paralyzed. My flesh fails, he said. Isn't that how we feel sometimes? When you get bad news, when someone has become ill, when there is a delicate surgery that must be done, someone you love has departed. There is violence going on in the streets. Your, your business or livelihood is in danger. And the list goes on. When you hear it, it's like your heart misses a beat. 
your legs get weak and you don't know how to behave or what to do. My flesh fails. And then my heart fails. It's like inside of us, our heart sinks. We see no way out. We, we don't know how to face the future. I have spoken before about the importance of not losing hope. In James 5.8, the Good News translation says, keep your hopes high. The New King James Version says, establish your hearts. In other words, don't get downhearted. Don't become weak at heart when you hear of sad and bad news. Don't lose hope. Remain hopeful. <laughs> you see, when your heart fails, when you become downhearted, when you become weak at heart, you lose hope. When your heart fails, you begin to doubt. You can even begin to doubt your faith and to doubt God. And maybe that is what some of us have been feeling in these past weeks. Maybe that is where some of you are today. You are experiencing an age-old emotion. 3,000 years ago, Asaph, the writer of this psalm, experienced something similar to what we are experiencing today. Uncertainty, unrest, pestilence, wars, violence, anger, and hate is nothing new. Evil men, godless people getting away with evil and apparently having a full life is not new. Every generation has experienced and witnessed these things in some form or another. And so did the psalmist. When David became king, he brought the Ark of the Covenant to a tent, a tabernacle in Jerusalem. David appointed 4,000 musicians and 288 singers to continually worship the Lord day and night. Asaph was appointed as head of the worshipers. So Asaph was there when David was building his kingdom. Asaph had knowledge of all the wars and battles that happened when David was fighting the enemies of Israel to establish his kingdom. Asaph experienced the ravages of war. He had seen corruption, unfairness, bribing, power play, death, and destruction in his lifetime before taking his position as worship leader at the tabernacle. And when he was going through those rough years and seasons, he also had his moments of doubt. All that he saw around him also caused him to question things. It caused him to momentarily lose hope. So what did Asaph do? Let's continue with verse 26 of Psalm 73. He said, My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. You see, when his heart failed, he looked to God to strengthen his heart. When the light of hope dimmed, he looked to God as his source of hope. He had made up his mind that God would be his choice, his portion forever. 
So, how was God the strength of his heart? What did Asaph do to strengthen his heart? Let's look back at our opening verse. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God. You see, he did two things according to this verse. He drew near to God and he put his trust in the Lord God. I put to you today, church, that if we are to remain hopeful as we pray, if we are to face the future with confidence, if we are to overcome fear with faith, then we need to do both these things simultaneously. Trust in the Lord. Draw near to God. You see, you cannot draw near to God if you don't trust Him. And it does not help trusting God if you don't draw near to Him. Also, it is as you draw near to God that you learn to trust Him more and more. And the more you trust Him, the more you draw closer to Him, nearer to Him. Even if you're trusting Him, is not strong right now. Even if you think that your faith is weak, I encourage you to draw near to God, to draw close to Him. What does that look like in practice? Well, drawing to God is a positioning. It is a physical, mental, and spiritual position or attitude that you take. You see, when Jesus died for our sins, He took away all that stood between us and God. He paid the full price for our sins. There is no more need for sacrifices or special rituals to get us to the presence of God. Jesus opened the way. So today, in the name of Jesus, we have access to the presence of God by simply making a few choices and sticking to them. The first choice is to believe in Jesus, to believe that he died for our sins, that he was buried and rose again on the third day, never to die again. He is alive. And if we repent from trying to live life our way and choose to live life his way, he becomes our Lord. And we we become children of God. You see, this gives us access to eternal life, which is great, okay? But in the meantime, we have a life to live on earth too, right? And the Lord is interested in our life on earth just as much as He is looking forward to having us with Him in eternity. And so the second choice we make as a result of our first choice, is to live this life now for Him. We become single-minded about it. I spoke about it last Sunday. Just like Jesus lived a life on earth, single-minded about the kingdom of God, we live our lives on earth now, single-minded about the kingdom of God. That means... We live to please Him. 
We do what we can to extend His kingdom. We accept His rule over our lives and His rule over the things we do. To draw near to God then means that we seek to learn His will about our lives and about the world around us. I said just now that drawing close to God is a physical, mental, and spiritual position or attitude that you take. What does that mean? It is physical because it involves your body, your time, your capacities. You cannot draw close to God if you do not make time for Him. It is mental because it involves letting your mind be informed by His Word by His ways and not the ways of the world. It is not just a matter of reading the Word and bringing the Word to your mind, but bringing your mind to align with the Word, having your mind renewed by the Word of God. And it is spiritual because God is spirit and we are spiritual beings. And we must seek Him in spirit and in truth. We have to come to Him with the realization that the spiritual world is more real than this physical world. And that when life in our bodies is over, we continue to exist in spirit. And because of our faith in Jesus, we will continue to exist in His presence. Hallelujah. Therefore, your whole being is involved in drawing near to God. It requires your presence, your time, your effort, your intentionality and consistency. Smith Wigglesworth, who was a British evangelist who lived a hundred years ago, he said the following, The reason the world is not seeing Jesus is that Christian people are not filled with Jesus. They are satisfied with attending meetings weekly, reading the Bible occasionally, and praying sometimes. It is an awful thing for me to see people who profess to be Christians lifeless, powerless, and in a place where their lives are so parallel to the unbelievers' lives that it is difficult to tell which place they are in, whether in the flesh or in the spirit. (laughs) Well, do you think that much has changed today? (laughs) Or are Christians still behaving that same way? He said, Christians attend church weekly, yet today many Christians don't. Even with the convenience of online services where it is so easy to attend weekly, (laughs) many Christians don't. Many are still too busy, too busy with other stuff to take time to watch or catch up with their Sunday services. Listen, church, we need to draw near to God. Hazef had many struggles, many questions, many doubts. When you go through a season of trouble, of difficulty, of uncertainty or pain, you could react in, in one of two ways. You could allow your faith to grow cold. 
you could distance yourself from God. Or you could draw near to God and thereby increase your faith. Asaph chose to draw near to God. Psalm 73 verses 16 and 17 says, When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Listen, Asaph struggled with questions and issues. They made no sense to him. It was painful until, <laughs> you see, instead of allowing issues to separate him from God, he allowed those issues to push him towards God. So he drew near to God. The answers to his struggles were, were not to be found in, in man's reasoning or, or by the powers of man away from God. He went into the sanctuary of God. It was not the temple because the temple had not been built yet. Later, Solomon did that. He built the temple. It was not where the ark was because only the high priest could enter that place. Sanctuary in this verse here refers to the holy things of God which Asaph could reach out to and do. He drew near to God's word. He drew near to God in prayer. He drew near to God in worship. He drew near to God by pouring his heart to God, his doubts, his fears, his disappointments. And as he spent time in God's presence, he gained insight. He understood the end of the wicked. He understood the meaning of life, the brevity of life on this earth, and the joy of eternal life with God. He began to have hope and insight that cut through the confusion and uncertainty he was experiencing. And so, he could declare at the end of his psalm that shout of confidence and victory. He says, it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Hallelujah. You see, the wicked were still there. Uh, some things had not changed, but Asaph had changed. Now he had confidence in God. Now he could declare the works of God. God had given him clarity through fellowship. Hallelujah. Child of God, I encourage you to draw near to God these days like never before. Jesus prophesied that in the last days, due to the lawlessness the love of many would grow cold. We are living in those days. We are seeing lawlessness abounding in the world. Child of God, beware. Do not let your love grow cold. Do not let your love for God grow cold. Do not let your love for others grow cold. Pray for the salvation of those who are instigating and causing lawlessness to abound. Draw close to God in prayer. Draw close to God by spending time in His Word. Draw close to God by pouring your heart out to Him. 
as you're going about your day, put your mind on him and talk to him from your heart while you are going about your work. Yes, take time to be quiet with him and read the word and pray. That is important, but do not limit yourself to those times alone. Keep in constant communication with him. Let him speak to you throughout your day. When, wherever you are, he can guide you and speak to you at your school, at home, at your place of work, while you're shopping, anywhere you are, everywhere you may be. But we need to draw close to him. You see, his invitation still stands. James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Church, may you be single-minded about drawing close to God about drawing near to God. Amen? Come, let us pray together. Oh God, it is so good to know, Lord. (laughs) So good to know that you are always available to us. Your invitation is always there. Your door is always open, Lord. And we can draw near to you anytime. Right now, we draw near to you, Lord. We cry out for your mercy. We cry out for strength. We cry out for healing, Lord. We cry out for restoration, Lord, upon this nation, restoration upon lives, upon homes. God, we need you. I pray, Lord, that by your Holy Spirit, you move upon people's lives, upon communities, Lord, manifesting your kingdom and helping us, Lord, to understand at times you're living in, Lord, and remain close to you, Lord. I pray your blessing upon every person watching or listening, Lord God, every household, every family, Father. I pray your blessing, your protection. I pray your restoration, your healing, your comfort, Lord. To the glory of your name, I pray, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And so may the love of God the Father the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship and comfort and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Stay blessed and we'll see you next Sunday.